Hey, Red. Hi there, Red. Welcome, Welcome to, to Red Square. Red Square. No commie talk, just common sense from, from a couple, couple of uncommon gingers. You got that right. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. So what's been on your mind, Red? Well, there is plenty. You know what? <laughs> As usual. As we, I used to say when I was a teacher, another day, another holler. <laughs> yeah, you don't get paid that much teaching. No, do you? you don't. <laughs> so it's back, baby. COVID is back. Oh, you sound excited about it. That's not cool. Uh, maybe irritated. Yeah, it's... Uh, is it back, really, though? You know, I know people are getting COVID, but no one's even thinking about it. Do you see anyone wearing a mask anymore? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you so, really? Some of the kids uh, in uh, cross-country wear masks. Huh. So I, I barely... Like, there might be... One person I see at the store with the mask right. on. It's really rare these days. It, it's rare, but it's 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 definitely had a resurgence. So it, I, it I, definitely has. I know some people who had COVID. I just got back from a wedding. Five people at that wedding got COVID, including my wife. Oh, I, would, I was about to be mad at you. I thought you were going to say including me, and I was going to be like, what the hell are you no, doing over here? No, right? no. Mr. Precaution here. <laughs> Took his test this morning Thank before you. we before we sat here across from each other yeah. and just breathed the same air for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's 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 definitely back and and a year or was it two years ago I went to a wedding and then I got COVID. So the, the, these it's back and when you get in social settings it's around. Yeah, you do have to be aware of it, but. Like I said, I don't think anyone's really worried about it. This time. No, and I, I think that's the whole thing. It doesn't have it, people don't take it with the same severity. We're we're not worried about dying. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It seems just so much more known and manageable than and, when and, we got into it the first time. Right, and it's and it's annoying. I know. I know that my wife was really sick. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. When I got I had COVID once and the symptoms were really pretty mild. I did lose my smell and taste for yeah, about a week. Yeah. But there was maybe two days where I felt a little bad, but other than that, it was pretty mild for me. Well, I guess everybody has had COVID at one point. When I got it, I was had unbelievably severe headaches for two days and I could not sleep. Oh, geez, really? It was it was horrible. After the, the second night, I said, I'm going to take that. What is it? Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Anyway, Antiviral right. medication. I took it and, and I mean, <laughs> I had to take five pills a day and they were horse pills. <laughs> <laughs> but did it work? It worked. Well, it worked. I guess it was worth it. Exactly. Then. Exactly. So anyways, COVID's back. Uh, you were telling me about that wedding though. Oh yeah, that wedding. This was great. It's, sometimes you, people do things and you think, why are they doing this? So I go out to Montana. Because my brother lives there. And his daughter was getting married in Missoula, Montana. Well, she lives in Missoula. She uh, actually got married in a town outside of Missoula called Arlie, which is about 30 miles away. And I found out that it's basically a huge Indian reservation. Oh, cool. Yeah. and, and uh, But more importantly... It was bear country. I mean, they call it bear country. <laughs> and why do they call it bear country, Red? Because they, it's, it's in the foothills of the mountains, and the bears come down to... It's, a, it's like a big valley. 
huge valley and where all these people settled. There's farms and, you know, cattle and stuff. But so I got up one morning and I was going to go run. This is before I knew it was bear country. And I walk out and I can uh, be where we stayed. And I asked her about the bears. She goes, oh, you don't have to worry about the bears during the day. They come down in the evening to eat all the fruit trees. Yeah, they want to just get that. Apples, plums, whatever, yeah, yeah, exactly. The easy pickings, as they say. So the the next day, I did run with bear spray, and I, is that you know out there after you get off the main road, it's a bunch of dirt roads and gravel and sure. stuff. Didn't see any bears, but uh, uh, that the night we were going to come back, we had a big dinner, and about a hundred yards in the back of the house. We saw this bear climb a tree and was up there for about 15 minutes eating all the fruit. Wow. Then he got down and walked away. I've never seen a, a bear Not, really up close at all. Okay. I saw one from a gondola when the wifey and I were in British Columbia, but that was it. Was it a black bear or a grizzly? It was a black bear. Yeah, these were black bears also. So I get up the next morning. I had to get up at 4 o'clock to get my flight out of Missoula, and I'm driving down the road this dirt road, of course, to the highway, there's a black bear just walking on the road. <laughs> like That would be pretty wild. I can't imagine that. It, it that, that I'm going to go back to my earlier point. Why would you live in bear country? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Well, I think Ohio was bear country at one point. Every once in a while, there are bear sightings here in Ohio. Yeah, yeah, but that was 200 years ago. <laughs> no, no. I don't, no, no, I mean, it was bear country. But, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Over probably at this point, but there are still bears. Oh yeah, of course. But end up around here. There's never bears in Nebraska where I grew up. Oh really? No bears? No. Oh wow. Nothing like coyotes are probably the biggest predator in Nebraska. Wow. Maybe a mountain lion every once in a while. Yeah, you'll see bears out. You know, somewhere between here and Akron, someplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in the suburbs of, you know, the southeast suburbs, the far east suburbs. Yeah. yeah. Out there. Yeah. How does a bear masturbate? With gloves? No, with his bare hands. <laughs> but a bum. <laughs> uh, I got a million of them. Yeah, we'll keep them. <laughs> uh, okay. You barely want to hear any of my jokes. Ouch. That's All right. terrible. I think it's time for the sports report. Sports report. Okay. Well, there has been a lot kind of going on. Mostly sad, unfortunately. Well, let's start off with the, the debacle that was last Monday night. Well, it was just crazy. The Browns game we're talking about here okay. versus the Steelers. Very first play of the game, Watson throws a pick six. Amazing. And, and you knew when you saw that you had this, like, this, this wave of dread fall upon you. Like, this is not good. This could mean bad for the rest of the game. <laughs> it did just, you're like, wait. No way. Again? This crap's happening to us again? I mean, we were heavily favored to win. You know, this is this is supposed to be the year for the Browns. We have this $240 million quarterback that's supposed to lead us to the promised land. And what happened? Oh, just ugly, ugly, ugly. I didn't even make it up for the whole game. I was asleep before the end of the game. I tried to stay up. I couldn't stay up for the last two minutes. But it, but it, you kept saying, oh, he, I mean, this this is our franchise quarterback. He can lead us out of this. But he didn't. Well, 
Well, they and they're still making excuses for him. I'm starting to worry. Yeah. Is he just not going to be good again? We don't know. I'm anxious to see this game on Sunday against Tennessee because he's got to. He's got to. Well, that's the other super depressing part of the Monday night game. The best running back in the NFL just folds his knee Gone. the wrong way. So did I was well, listening. He didn't do it. No, it no. To him. I was listening to talk radio, and about half of the announcers said that it was a cheap shot. I read a little bit from Fitzpatrick, the guy who made the hit, right? And he was like, "Chubb knows I'm not a dirty player. I know I'm not a dirty player. That was not a dirty hit. I, I've been competing against Chubb for years. We see each other twice a year, every year for the last however many years, and he knows what kind of player I am." So, he was acting like, no way, it was a clean hit. I did not obviously do this on purpose. I respect Chubb and all that stuff is what he was saying. The One of the announcers said that it, back in the 80s and the 90s, if that, that hit would have happened, there would have been retaliation. Yeah, probably. You know, they would have, someone would have cheap shot at their quarterback or something. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I don't know whether it was a cheap shot or not, but there's talk about it. Yeah, well... Regardless, he's out, and that does a lot of damage to the Browns' and, season, and it puts a lot more pressure on Watson, if you ask me. Oh, my God. And and it looked like it put a lot more pressure on him, and he basically folded that game. We did get Kareem Hunt back, though, yeah, which yeah. is kind of crazy, but kind of cool. He should be able to step right in. They were saying he might play tomorrow. I hope so, because they need running help. Definitely, definitely. The other part of the sports report's a little bit sad, too. Tito's retiring. At yeah, yeah, that that's that that's a blow for the team. He's been the best manager since I've lived here by far. He's been the best manager since Mike Hargrove. I, yeah, definitely. And that was the '90s team, by the way. Yeah, I remember uh, Grover when he like came back managing another team. He got a nice ovation from the Indians crowd. Yeah, yeah, he was he was a. Uh, uh, well-loved here in Cleveland. But Tito, I think, to me, I think Tito was the, a better manager. Oh, yeah. Well, just look at their records. Yeah. Right? Especially with the payroll that they're dealing with. The minuscule payroll? Well, a lot different from what they were paying in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. They were paying a big payroll back then. And Tito got them to the World Series as well on a third of that, probably. Exactly. Um, Sad, though, and then the Guardians are pretty much out of the playoffs. The magic number for the Twins is down to one. One, and and it's it's sad. They, did the Twins win last night? It might be, I don't I don't We know. might be statistically eliminated. I, I know our Guardians won last night. That is true. That's crazy. That it is, it is. So they beat Texas. We sweep them. Three games, okay? Then we go into Kansas City and play the last place Royals. <laughs> yeah. And... Look like a triple A team, which we are. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. We are a bunch. Of, this is rookie tryouts, right? Yeah, the, the youngest team in the league, but they got swept by the Royals. Swept, swept by the last and blew place. Blew the Royals. games. Yeah, they like really, just ruined themselves at the end of these games. So then we start playing the Orioles, who are a first place team. And we beat them twice so far. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. The wifey and I are going to tonight's game. Oh, good. It'll be a great it's, night. It's possibly our last game of the season. 
We're talking about trying to pick up tickets for Wednesday's game, which is the last home game. And then the last time we'll see Tito as a manager. And we're, and we're doing the same talk. Yeah, because we were thinking, you know what, let's be there for Tito's last game. Right. Kind of, you know, it's fun. We have tickets to the last Indians game. Right. We have the tickets to the first Guardians game. We saved, and then we'll save... You know this one if we go. If you get yeah, if you if get a we ticket, get a real ticket. Yeah, you have to go down to the box office. We actually office. have to. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, we'll we'll talk more about that later. Okay. And supposedly there's going to be a goodbye Tito T-shirt giveaway as well. Oh really? That rumor has it. Okay, well, a little more motivation to go to the game. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Just, I, uh, I hope for more this season. We had a lot of bad luck. Pitching injuries really killed us. Well, three fourths or no, four four fifths of our starting pitchers were out. Yeah, that's for huge, most of the season. That's a huge problem for any team. Yeah. Um, Bieber was back last night though. Yeah. Which is good sign. And McKenzie will be there on Sunday. Oh wow! I did not realize he'd be back that soon. That's awesome. Yeah. I knew he'd been throwing some double A or triple A starts. Right, right. But yeah, that happened. Our trades did not work out at all. No. Bell and Zunino didn't do anything for us. Zunino was probably the worst catcher I've seen in the last 10 years. It was, it made you miss Hedges, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not only could he not hit, he couldn't catch. He was horrible. He couldn't throw anyone out. Yeah, it was all around bad. It was. And then, yeah, so it was definitely not our year, but as they say here in Cleveland, there's always next year. Manana, manana. Busiest (laughs) day of the week. Oh, well, we'll keep an eye on the old brownies tomorrow and hope for the best. Right. And we got one more, um, just a, 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 like an a anomaly of something that happened in baseball. Interesting little yeah. thing. So uh, back uh, maybe two, three weeks ago uh, at the waiver deadline, the Angels, uh, the California Angels, or what are they called? The Anaheim... Los Angeles Angels. Los Angeles Angels. How many uh, moves behind are you there, Yeah. Right? But they're not in Los Angeles. <laughs> they're in Anaheim. <laughs> I thought they moved back to LA. I don't think so. Oh, well, who knows? But anyways, they uh, released like six players at the at the waiver deadline because they basically they threw in the towel because of a uh, payroll. Yeah. Okay. Otani cleaned out his locker. Yep. Yep. So we picked up three pitchers from the Angels. Giolito. Giolito. Uh, Matt Moore. Yeah. And Reynaldo Lopez. Which is was people loved it because we, we got they, they thought we were getting help for the the last couple games, but it didn't really work out. Giolito has has been nothing. Yeah, he's been terrible. They traded Matt Moore or they released Matt Moore. Oh, I didn't even yeah, know that yeah. they just let him go, huh? And this this Lopez is is pretty good so far. But what's unusual about that is Giolito and Lopez have been traded three times and they've been traded together to three different, from four teams. So they were with... I th- I'd say everyone's thoroughly confused. Yeah, so I am like, too. So I'll back up and try that again. Yeah, beep, beep, beep. Let, let's see if we can make that a little more clear. Okay. So they started with Washington together. Yeah. Okay. They both pitched for Washington. Okay. I'm on a roll now. They started with Washington. They were traded to Chicago. At the same time. At the same time. Thank you. Then they were traded to the Angels. Together. Together. 
And then they were traded to the Guardians. Well, picked up by the Guardians. Picked up by the Guardians. Because we didn't get anything up to get No, I think we get three three million or something like that. Yeah, that is pretty crazy that two guys in the pros are both moving at the same time to the same Same team. team. That doesn't happen very often. Three different times. Yeah. Yeah. Three times, four teams. Yeah. So... I don't know, just one of those weird little yeah, baseball little, little, tidbits. Exactly, exactly. I'm, I always miss the baseball season. It's nice, I enjoy watching football too, but baseball season lets me know, summer's over, we're into fall. I, it, without the Guardians being in the playoffs, I won't watch the playoffs super closely. I'll still watch the World Series, no matter who gets into that. Yeah, but the, the interest level is way it's, down. Exactly, it's just not the same, obviously. Well... I suppose hopefully next week we'll have some more positive things to talk about here in the sports report. Let's uh, hope. Let's hope. Let's wrap it up and move on to the ginger report. report. So we're going to do the ginger report on more of a personal level today. Well, something that I think everyone can kind of connect to or an experience we've all had at some point. Right, right. Back in our childhood for most of us. Yeah, exactly. If you think about it. So what we're going to talk about today is first jobs. First job. What, what was your first yeah, job? What, like when you're younger and you know, dang, what are you running into? Over I there? don't know. <laughs> when, you, when you're younger and you realize, you know what? I need some of my own money. Some money that I can just kind of spend on whatever I want. And you go out and you find a job. I'm not talking about shoveling snow or mowing lawn. Or delivering a, a paper. Well, I feel like that would have been a legit first job, though. I had a friend who delivered papers when we were kids, like middle school age. Yeah. And if we were ha- trying to have a sleepover, we still had to get up. Oh, with him? But crack a dawn yeah, and go deliver, deliver paper. papers. My very first paying job, though, like I'm sitting at home the summer between my eighth grade and ninth grade year. I'm 13. My uncle just calls me up at lunch hour one day and says, hey, they need help down here working at the school. You want a job? You can make $4.50 an hour. You'll be working outside doing, um, like, basically maintenance work. But at this particular point, it was putting in underground sprinklers for the new practice field for the football team. And at the time, I was like, well, I'm just sitting at home doing nothing. Four fifty an hour sounds amazing. That's a lot of money for a 13-year-old kid. Well, I, they didn't even... I go there, I get the job, I start working. I'm basically just running a rake all day. They'd already dug the trench. They'd already laid the plastic sprinkler hose in the trench. My job was to go back with this other guy who would rake or like use a hoe and fill in half the trench. Someone else would pack it down, and then I'd use a rake and fill in the rest and flatten it out. So that was my job for the first, like, three weeks of working there. And I only worked there a little over a month because it was already middle of July when right. I got the job, and school started in the middle of August. So, yeah, that was my first job. So my first job, well, let me back up a little bit. When I was 14 and my brother was 15, my mother basically kicked us out of the house and said, go look for work. <laughs> so I remember... I can't. Uh, it's summer. You <laughs> kids cannot be in the house all day. My brother and I walked up and down Mayfield Road, going into stores and, and restaurants, just asking for work. Just saying, hey, do you guys need any right. help? Right. Like, we'll wash dishes. Anything. Do whatever. Yeah. 
I'll, I'll never forget that. So we, we got this place called Burger Chef, which was like one of those lesser uh, hamburger places that was trying to establish itself. Like just a local place that's yeah, trying to yeah. compete with... It was, and it was one of those places that... Like McDonald's was already in existence and it was down the road from Burger Chef. and But Burger Chef was a, a hamburger place that very few people went to. Okay. <laughs> you know? So they were ready to hire a kid on and, the cheap, huh? Uh, oh, on the cheap. I made a dollar an hour. Wow. A dollar an hour. I would work 30 hours a week at Burger Chef. And get 30 bucks? No, $27 because they took out tax. Oh, wow. Did you fill out paperwork? <laughs> to, to, to work there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I thought maybe oh, no, they this just was... pay you under the table. At no, no. I, I, got, I got a little paycheck, you know. and Yeah, <laughs> uh, little is the key word there. Seriously. You know? um, so Burger Shop, like there was, the, it was, there was the front line and the back line. The front line is where you got the orders and, and gave the food to the customers. The back line was where you made the food. Well, the person on the front line just stood there for hours at a time with nobody who would walk in. And the people who worked the back line sat around and had a great time together. <laughs> so you guys, it wasn't one of those places where if you had time to lean, you had time to clean? No, no, you just leaned. And, and my brother at 15 was like the assistant manager and I was the, the worker. And he'd always stick me on the front line. And, and we would get into fights. And I, I, my brother at this point was lifting weights, trying to go out for football, and I was nowhere near that. And I remember my mother's friend would call her saying, Mary Helen, the boys are fighting again. They're running. They're, they're, one, what, my brother was chasing me down Mayfield Road. I, was like, I ran for like a half mile. <laughs> And this is on the clock. Yeah. And then one time I said, okay, I'm not going to run. I'm going to fight him. And and I went to punch him, and he punched me back, and he knocked me into a, a, a stack of bun boxes that was 15 feet tall, knocked them all over. <laughs> Sounds like you guys deserve to get fired. We were the backbone of that place. <laughs> it wasn't for the Red and his brother team. Burger Chef would have went down a lot exactly. sooner. And I, I remember I got my friends to work with me there. And oh, that's always the best when you can get a job and get your friends working And there. we had this one guy, we'll call him Jim. And Jim <laughs> worked there, and he was he always, always screwing around. And we used to call him Pickle. I can't even remember why. But I remember the, the, the boss, Chuck, whatever his name was, uh, he, and he couldn't have been more than 20 or 21. We thought he was ancient, you know, because I was 14, you know. You're like, who's this old guy right. who's working at Burger Chef? And he, he, he got, at some point, he got all his teeth taken out. And I remember. Jeez, at 21? Yeah, yeah. And, and he came out and yelled at Miller. <laughs> no wonder you thought he was ancient. He already had dentures. Right. So he came out and yelled at, that, at Jim at, at Pickle. And I remember, <laughs> I'll never forget this. One day he goes. Hey, Pickle, quit pucking around. Because <laughs> he couldn't talk. Because <laughs> it's cheese. What a job. Uh, it, was, it was great. I remember, like, back then, the uh, double cheeseburger cost a quarter, okay? Oh, wow. And so Did you I, guys make your own food and eat food? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, all the time. Never. You work <laughs> in a restaurant, you never leave hungry. Right. So I would, but I, I lived about a mile away, and I would bribe the neighborhood kids to come pick me up. 
Remember the, the old bikes you have those banana seats that yeah. were... So they come pick me up, I give them a che double cheeseburger and ride me home. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of walking home, yes. you'd get the neighbor kid to ride you on... You'd sit on the back seat of his bike right. and get a ride home from Burger Chef. That's hilarious. <laughs> and, it, and it cost you a double cheeseburger. It didn't cost me anything. Well, exactly. Not like, I, you, not like I'm paying for that thing. <laughs> exactly. All right, I got one more story. So, as I said, there was nobody came into that place. And we used to have this other assistant manager. His name was Fred, and he was just some weird kid who went to Heights. But, now, again, this is 19... Oh, my God, it's got to be uh, 68 or so. Okay. Maybe Maybe 70. Uh, yeah, it was seventy. Nineteen seventy. So I was like minus four at the time. Yeah, yeah. You were, you were, you were uh, not even a thought at that point. <laughs> so, so, but Fred brought in this little blue box. I always remember this is about about six inches long, and it was a laser, a red laser, and I don't know why, how he got it, but it was back then. It was like totally alien to us. That it was just a beam of red light. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll never forget this. There was. The, the Burger Chef was at Mayfield and Warrensville, and about a block up was where Burger Chef was. So there was a light in front of Burger Chef, and then there was the main intersection of Mayfield and Warrensville. So like a stoplight. Yeah. And at night, we would take this laser and shine it into the street. So the people, the people who were driving along Mayfield Road would have also get hit with this red beam. Oh, my God. You, you've been <laughs> blinding people. And you're laughing and we about were, it. I'm, I'm still laughing about it. Because permanent <laughs> there no vision damage. But it was so funny because these people would be driving along and all of a sudden we'd belt them with this red laser light and they would like be looking around and all be funneled. you guys didn't <laughs> cause a traffic accident. Well, they were stopped at the time. Oh, okay. okay. All right. they were at stopped least you had that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But you know, you know when when you're a teenager, you do stupid oh. things and you laugh the whole time. <laughs> yeah, you think it's hilarious. That's what being a kid's about. All right, what else? What other jobs have well, you had? Well, I did that. I I got on at the school and I did that job the first like summer, which was only about a half a summer, and then I got that same job again the next summer. Okay. But I've been I started working there. So you're all of fourteen then. Yep, fourteen going on fifteen, but. After like two weeks, the boss says, you know what? We don't have as much to do this summer as we thought. We're going to have to bust you back to three days a week. And we're actually going to have to cut your pay down to three fifty an hour. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, well, it's summertime and I don't, I, I have a job. I don't really want to go look for another job. Right. So I did it. And I stayed on. But the summer after that, I decided I was going to do something else. And I was, so I was 15. You're probably still smarting from that pay cut. Well, yeah. I was just like, they kind of did me dirty. Yeah. And even as who, a Who cuts their pay? Even as a kid, I was like, that's just not cool. But uh, so the summer after that, I get an offer from my cousin and her husband. My cousin Tammy and her husband Darren. And they say, why don't you come live with us for the summer? And work on the farm, and we'll pay you three dollars an hour plus room and board. You'll actually stay with us. Wow, that's amazing! And how far was it from your house? Forty miles or so from okay. my parents' place. Now, are you driving at this point? No, I'm only fifteen. Okay, but I've been—I knew how to drive. I've been driving at that point for about three years. Um, that is so. 
we, oh, you almost call 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 this a podcast, city boy and country boy. You know. <laughs> yeah, I've been. I knew how to drive for a long time at that point, but I wasn't legal to drive. Um, so they had a hog farm that they lived on. A hog farm. Now, and, how and managed, how big are these hogs, by the way? Oh, when the sows that are given birth are enormous, probably six hundred pounds or something. Wow. The boars are twice that. Twelve hundred pounds. Some of them, yeah, they're huge. And then the pigs that you're sending off to market are, I don't know, I think they had to be 250 pounds or something. Did you say off. something like, this little piggy goes to market? <laughs> no, no. But So I ended up, and, and he also ran, a, a, he was a mechanic, so he ran like a mechanic shop also out of the property. On the farm. Yeah. So, so he would work on other people's tractors or other people's cars or pickups, and then also... It was his father's hog farm, but he helped run it. Right. So how did you feel about, like, leaving your house and living somewhere else for the summer? Uh, yeah, I don't... At the time, I was like, yeah, I'll go for it. Something new. Uh-huh. And then there were times where I was like, man, I'm not around any of my friends at all. I'm out here just living on this hog farm. On a farm. And But it, really, it was a cool experience. A lot of crazy stuff happened to me that summer. Like, I remember the first day, like... I, stay, I get dropped off by my parents, like, Sunday night, the Monday morning, get up to start my first day of work, and we walk into the farrowing barn, which is the barn where all the sows who had just had piglets are. They're kind of... Kept, wait, wait, back up. Farrowing. I don't know why it's called that. That's just what they called it. Okay. Um, but just full of big, huge sows and tons of little pigs. And they're all just in their separate little crates um, to keep them all separate. And to make it so the sows can't really lay down and smush their own piglets. So, so, so I, I how walk many, into that. How many, how many piglets does a sow usually have? I don't know. Six. Six, okay. Something like that. A maybe, lot. A maybe lot. eight. Yeah, Maybe okay. less. But uh, I almost threw up the second we walked in. Like the air was so... Foul. Thick. It, it was like the air was thick and it was so smelly that I seriously like gagged in my throat the first morning I walked in there. And I was like, oh, Jesus, what did I get into? And did you get used to it then? Oh, by the end of that summer, I was in and out of there like it was nothing. didn't bother me at all. Isn't that funny how it, it, it can assault you at some point and then you just get used to it? Uh, like at one point they had me spraying out the pens with a pressure washer and I'm spraying them out and... The water and pig shit is splashing everywhere, splashing on my face. Oh, so, like, my God. I'm covered in water and hog shit, and it didn't even really didn't. bother me. Isn't that amazing that you could get used to something like that? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty Jesus. crazy. So another crazy thing happened during the summer on this job. So, like, on my very first day, the dad, the guy who owns the hog farm, he's like, hey, you can drive a truck, right? And I was like, yeah, sure. He was like, that's a stick. You can drive it. And he sort of says it like a question and then says, no, you can drive it. Okay, get in that pickup and go over here and pick this Wait, up and bring it back. You guy had to drive a manual a truck? Do a Dodge. He was like, start it in, don't try and start it in first gear. Put it in second gear to start and just take off. And I just had to learn how to drive a stick shift that day on the fly. That's amazing. Thankfully, it was easy. Driving that pickup, it was so low geared. It was... Really was it on the, the, the gear shift on the floor? Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. Big, tall, 
I don't know, four-speed, five-speed gear shift. But yeah, I started just driving all over. It was a couple of miles in between the house where I stayed at with Darren and Tammy and the main hog farm. Okay. We had hogs to deal with there. And these are dirt roads and stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah all yeah, gravel yeah. roads. Yeah. So I'm, You don't have to worry about traffic or anything like that? Not really. There's barely cars on the road. You'll see some, but a lot of them are people that are related to you because they also live in the right. area, or people who work for them, mostly people you know. Well, this one particular day, I'm at the main farm, and I'm supposed to take this dirt back and dump it off for a flower bed because the mom wanted to plant flowers in this particular area. Okay. So I'm getting some good soil. We're loading it up on this pit, this trailer, and all the trailer is is the box of a pickup, you know? Right, right. And... So hook it up to the truck I'm driving. I'm just driving it down the road, and we're going to dump the dirt out easy enough. Well, they had this crew out there doing some concrete work for them. And as we're, you know, I see their van coming. I knew who the guys were. I slow down because, you know, I'm 15 pulling a trailer. Right. I'm a little bit nervous. He's probably going 40, 50 miles an hour, which is common. To on do a dirt road. On the gravel road. Yeah, not uncommon at all. And as we're... Coming over this hill, I just hear this huge slam, like boom. And I look up and I see the van and the pickup box sliding into the ditch. The box trailer had popped off. Off, I off the hitch. I didn't feel it anything at all. I heard it. So I know the trailer had popped off because I didn't even. Wasn't there it. a chain like holding it on or anything? There, no. No. So it pops off. I guess it slides right out in front of that van as he's coming over the hill. Like I say, I hear it smash and look in the rear view mirror and see them both sliding into the ditch. Oh my God. So I'm freaking out. I'm 15 years right, old. Right, right. I'm shitting in my pants. Throw it in, you know, turn the pickup around, go right over there, and I just see the guy hunched over the steering wheel. He's just laying over the, and I'm like, oh my God, he's dead. And then I hear him moaning, oh, oh, my leg, my leg. Get this door open. Come open this door. So I'm like screaming, are you okay? Jumping into action. Free, freaking out. Yanking on the door. Cannot get the door open. I can't pull it open. It's like smushed in. Right. And then he's like, just go get help. Go get Dean, I think was the, I don't even remember the concrete guy's name actually. Okay. Um. So he, you had to leave the guy? So I just left him and took off and uh, found the concrete guys, brought them right back to where he was. Because they were in the ditch on the side of the road. He's just laying, yeah. The van and the pickup trailer are both just basically together. <laughs> so I, I got to ask you, was the pickup trailer okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> completely destroyed. Um, I guess that lady's not getting her dirt that day. We No, <laughs> we get there. And the big, there's, the guy was a huge guy doing the concrete work. He grabs the door and just almost rips it off its hinges and opens the door up. They get him out. He's okay, but his leg's cut up. Um, was they, it, was it bleeding? Yeah. They decided that they weren't going to call the ambulance. They would be better off just driving him to the hospital themselves. So they lay him in the back of a suburban that they have and take off towards my hometown, North Platte, which is 40 miles away. So they just start hauling to get him to the hospital. That's a, that's a long time so then, to be bleeding. Yeah. So 
then I'm like, okay, now I got to go find the dad, the guy who just sent me on this trip, the boss. Right. And I think he's in this field, so I park on the side of the road and run all the way through this field because this tractor's out there in the field, and I finally get close to it to look up and see, oh, that's not him, that's the neighbor. I it's totally funny that, that we just heard an ambulance while you're right. telling your story. Yeah. <laughs> Driving past. Great sound effects. Right, yeah. Too. We paid extra for that, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Right. So, yeah, he ended up being fine. Um, he didn't. He ended up needing a few stitches on his head. Um, his leg, what everyone thought his leg was broken, but it turned out it wasn't broken. The when the dad, like who owned the pickup and you know all this stuff, the guy who told you to go drive it. Yeah, all like he never cussed ever. I don't think I heard him cuss once that whole summer. Even after looking at this wreck, he just sat there and went, "Jiminy crickets," and would shake his head and like. Rub his forehead, Jiminy Crickets, I can't believe this. You know, uh, luckily though, the trailer had insurance. The trailer had a license plate. It was tagged and insured. The cement crew guys agreed to say that I wasn't the one driving because I wasn't a licensed driver, but everything ended up working out okay. Insurance covered the wreck or whatever, I believe. I don't know. I was a kid. I'm not sure how that right, right. worked out. He didn't really care either. So that was one of, the, like, I was, that was a really freaky moment working there that summer. So what what did you, like, do at night and stuff? Nothing. Come home, uh, take a bath, because they didn't even have a shower, so I'd have to take a oh bath. Oh, my God. And then we would eat dinner. <laughs> Wipe off the pig shit. <laughs> the dirt and the pig shit, yeah. Um... Then eat dinner. They always had a good meal. I got fed really well right. while I was out there. We ate cereal for breakfast. Um, Tammy, my cousin, always had a good lunch for us. Like once in a while, it would be sandwiches. Bologna sandwiches. I didn't really like bologna, so I'd do peanut butter and jelly. But mostly it was like a real cooked lunch yeah, meal. Yeah. And then a good dinner, too. And then it was like watch a little TV, and it's 10 o'clock, go to bed, because we're getting up at 6. 6 o'clock, yeah. And, Life uh, on the farm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> another crazy thing that happened when I was on the farm. Towards the end of the summer, we were, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I maybe had a, a week or two left before I was going to go back to North Platte for, you know, for school to get ready to start. There's this sow. It's a gilt. A gilt is a, a pig that's never had a litter of piglets. It's called a gilt. A gilt. You know, like they call I cows guess, a heifer. I guess they, they don't. A, a, a heifer's a cow that's right. never had a calf. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. A, a gilt is a pig, a pig that's never had piglets. So I guess that pig that never had piglets is a little guilty. That doesn't even make sense. That's <laughs> so bad. That's way worse. Okay, I'm telling another bear joke. <laughs> Anyway, so this one... I promise I'll never do it again. No more bear jokes. <laughs> <laughs> this one, like, was having trouble giving birth. So they're like, well, you got the skinniest arms. Put No way. Put this glove on. So I put a glove on, a plastic-like glove, just loose-fitting kind of, went all the way up to my shoulder. I could never do that. They sprayed some... Like squirted some little blue like antiseptic stuff on the glove. And said, you put a glove on up your whole arm, and then you had to. And then I was shoulder deep in pig vagina. 
all the way. Oh my goodness! All the way in, feeling around. Um, they said once you feel it, grab it by the head and the front two legs, and then just gently pull it out. Oh my God! So I ended up delivering four piglets. Four? You delivered four piglets? Yes, I pulled four of them out, shoulder deep in pig vagina. That is amazing. <laughs> it was crazy, and they were like, "You, you really could have saved that gilt's life if the gilt." Couldn't, couldn't deliver. deliver. Yeah. I think it did end up dying anyway. Oh, really? Um, but they were like, y- really, this is important. They usually had the sister do it, but she wasn't around because her arms were skinny too. Right. And I guess she wouldn't even put on the glove sometimes. Oh, my God. She'd just roll up her sleeve. And- I-, I think I'm going to start calling you Dr. Red. <laughs> Someone <laughs> called me a pig doula, and it cracked me up. A pig doula. I, was, I didn't even know what the word doula meant. They right. had to explain it to me. But then I was like, oh, that actually that is kind of funny. And it's true. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. A, like, you don't know too many other people. I don't know anybody. Yeah, exactly. Vagina, right? Yeah, or, or delivered pigs. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, another just like crazy. Down on the farm. Yeah. I got bit by a dog that summer. Oh, boy. And then they took the dog up to the dead pile and shot it. They were like. Wait, they took the. It was wait, their, wait, wait, wait. It was their dog. I gotta, I, we gotta back up again. Oh, okay. What's the dead pile? Oh, oh, uh, yeah, I guess life on the farm. Yeah. Um, like, if a pig dies, you have to get it out of the pen. Or the other pigs will just start cannibalizing it. Eat it, start right. Eating it. And then pig skin, it's like, it, imagine throwing a football in a field. It'll be there in 30 years still. Right, right. Well, if you don't get the stuff out of there... It'll just lay around and be gross. And so get if rotten a, and if stuff. If a pig would die, it didn't happen super often that it would just kind of out of nowhere die. You'd have to go wrap a chain around its leg and drag it out of the pen with the uh, three-wheeler or four-wheeler or what, whatever and drag it up to the dead pile. They just had a giant pile where they put all the dead animals. And there would be buzzards up there. Coyotes would show up to eat off that stuff. How big was the dead pile? Oh, it was actually kind of big. Like uh, six feet tall? Or oh, no, 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 no. Not, it was just kind of more big diameter-wise. You know, it was probably, I don't know. It's so funny. I, I would never heard the term dead pile yeah. before. <laughs> part, part of, uh, yeah, so this dog, so what, I wait. guess, had bit people before. Uh, and I was working in their yard doing something. And I was literally just walking across the front yard doing some sort of yard work, and the dog ran up behind me and bit me right on the calf on the back of the What legs. kind of dog was it? Uh, it was a mix, like a healer mix with something else. Okay. And I guess they had said, well, we said if he bit anyone else, we were shooting him. And they took it up to the Boy, dog. Boy, they, 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 they stayed with their word, exactly. you know? Exactly. <laughs> he bit me, and that was the end of the dog. So... They have this dead pile that you put the <laughs> dog on. It's, a, it's amazing. I didn't go up to see them shoot the dog. So I just saw. Did they burn go, the dead pile? What? How did no, they? They just left let it, it there. Rot. Yeah, man. The the flies and the maggots do a lot. A job. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was a just a big steel barrel that if a piglet would die, because that would happen fairly frequently, um, you just took it out of the farrowing barn and threw it in the barrel. And the maggots just, just swarmed it. Yeah. I mean, every anytime you dropped a dead piglet in there, you'd look in there and it just would be writhing. Right. Full. Yeah. 
movement of white yeah gunk. And that was freaky at first too, and then I was like, yeah, eh, whatever. It so how far was the dead pile from the house? Oh, I don't know. Far enough. What, a half mile, mile. Half mile. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe not even quite a half mile, but a what? Quite a ways. Pigs are smart, man. You give them any way to get out of a pen, and they'll be out the next morning. Really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Did you have to chase them? And uh, absolutely. Maybe and what do you chase them with? Four wheelers. Four wheelers. By yourself. Do you hit them? I. You would have sticks and like kind of and these big paddle things. Uh huh. And you'd like try and hurt them with the paddles, and then hit them with the sticks to keep them running yeah, the way yeah. you want them to go. When they were loading them up for uh, to get them on the trucks to send them with market, they had the little hotshot things, the little zappers. Uh huh. And they they make them run up there. Yeah, it was quite an experience. You know, I did a lot. I definitely learned a lot. Yeah. I mean, I and you know, being a kid and being out there, I didn't have. I had absolutely nothing to spend the money I made on. Right. You know, even though it was only three bucks an hour, I was working. Probably more than 40 hours a week. And then we'd always come back on the weekends to go to the races. Um, there was... Drag, drag, drag races? No, dirt track, circle track racing. Um, my uncle was a driver. My dad was, like, the mechanic, the pit crew. Okay. So it was a fun thing that we did, like, every summer. So we would always come back for the races. I'd see my friends on the weekend then. And then we'd drive back on Sunday. Yeah. And that was my life. That wow. Was, that was like one of my very first ever jobs. It was a, yeah. Um, uh, when we decided we were going to talk about first jobs, I was like, oh, I got to talk about the hog farm because not too many people have probably uh, done something like that. Well, we'll have to revisit this because I'm sure we have more uh, first job stories. I have a couple, but yeah, no, for so, another day. Exactly. I think that was a good little taste. You know what they say, always leave them wanting That's more. That's right. right. Well, or they'll turn you off. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can wrap this up. It's I, been another fabulous I, episode of Red, Red Squared. Squared.